Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This week, we'll be discussing my road trip of the summer and the highlights and the lowlights. Should be a good show. Um, Live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're watching The Trip. This is The Trip, episode 24 for the week of July 29th, 2015. The Trip is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation, whether it be theme parks on the West Coast, East Coast, or on the seas. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody. Hey. Um, Here I sit alone with... My producer, Dustin West. Hey, I'm here too. Um, Jenny Lynn wasn't feeling well today, so we're doing a little duo here, just the two of us. <laughs> Should be fun, right? Yeah. So um, I'm Teresa Eccles, and like I said before, Dustin West, my producer, is sitting uh, over there. We're going to do this thing. Hey, Dustin. Hey. This is interesting. It's, yeah. But you know, you don't feel good, you don't feel good, you don't need to right. be here. So we sent Jenny Lynn home. and We'll be good to go, right? Yes, right. All right. Like I said, we are going to be discussing um, my road trip that I took this summer. And we did some videos, and Dustin took what Grace and I put together, and he made it into something, which was... Yeah. It was a... Uh, well, I texted you last night. It was an interesting insight into the mind of Grace Eccles, <laughs> this video that I went through. I did not look at any of it i just yeah. handed it over it's interesting knew. yeah yeah well i will say that the beginning of the trip the trip up to illinois she did more shooting a video i think on the trip back she did nothing yeah. we kind of she the glamour had worn off and oh well, we got a good little taste so of we got what some you good saw stuff. Yeah. so we want to start with that and then we'll start into the discussion sure give me just a second all to, right uh, do it so uh we shall go into that video now that was our video. What do you think, Teresa? Of all the things that we did, that's what we came up with. That's <laughs> I'm a little... We did so much more, but that gives you a little flavor of... Yeah. And the, the music you picked was interesting. Well, it's, you know, just picking that banjo. Yeah, that's, you know. what, that's what the trip was about. All right, so we started our trip. Um, of course, we started in Orlando, and we went to Atlanta. That was our first night. So who did you? Who was in the car at the start? Starting off, it was myself, uh, my daughter's Grace, who's twenty, Stella, who is thirteen, and Grace's friend Krista, who's also the same mm-hmm. age. So it was the four of us, and it was pretty non-eventful heading up to Atlanta. That was kind of we're just going to get there and get started. Once we got to Atlanta, um, uh, we checked into Holiday Inn Express, which was kind of our go-to hotel for the nights that we just were trying to get somewhere. And the next day we started out um, to Huntsville, Alabama, after we had picked up my sister Brenda and her husband Keith. Is that where you saw the dolls? That's No, you'll get to the (laughs) dolls later. So um, we decided to go to Huntsville, and my sister said we've got to travel. Her rule is you don't eat breakfast right away. You get miles behind you, and then you have breakfast. Right. So we're tooling through Alabama, beautiful upstate Alabama, which I had not seen before. 
And um, well, then we had issue finding breakfast. Oh, it was an issue. <laughs> and um, we ended up eating in Huntsville at a place called Another Broken Egg, which is a chain. At the time, we thought it was just a interesting place. Yeah. But it's a chain, and there's a couple of them here in Orlando. Oh. It was really good. We all had it was a nice country feel to it. Um, kind I don't of a like, little diner. Deal. It was kind of a diner. It was in a strip mall, but um, it was kind of a diner, um, kind of a chicken theme because mm-hmm. you know you get that with the one broken egg, another broken egg, and um, the food was excellent. So it got us off to a good start. And then while we were there, they told us about the shopping in downtown Huntsville and to go not to miss that. So we tooled around downtown, found a lot. Of, that was that was in the video. Some of the shopping, yeah. And it was I like it because it was old South. It was the because arch- I'm always looking at architecture and buildings and trying to you know figure out what that building. We found an interesting place though. It's not on the video. We were walking down the street and um, there was a building across the way, and I have pictures of it. It looks like the door is abnormally small. And it was weird because it was an old building, so we had to cross the street and go over there. And yes, it was this tiny little door. It was just weird. It's like Alice in Wonderland. Yes, it was bizarre. So we got pictures of that. But um, Huntsville is where we decided. From there, we were going to go to Memphis and then on to Sykeston, Missouri, all on that first day. But we decided it would the day would have been incredibly long. And we had been to Memphis before, so we made the decision to change, throw out the our ideas and what we were going to do and go to Jackson, Jackson, Tennessee, Okay, which was an amazing move on our part. Jackson, Tennessee. I don't think I've heard of that. Jackson is halfway between Memphis and Nashville, and it's a stopping off place for those country music, you know, people going back and forth. And it's also, I think, the birthplace of Carl Perkins, you know, blue suede shoes, mm-hmm. Carl Perkins. So we did not know what was there, but we were going. We're going to Jackson because it seemed like it was a more straight path up to where we needed to be that night. So we get to Jackson, and once again, small southern town, Jackson, Tennessee. We're driving around trying to find a parking place because we saw some shops that we liked, and we come across the Rockabilly Hall of <laughs> International Rockabilly Hall of Fame. Oh, it's the one and only. The one and only, and immediately, I knew I had to go there, and everyone. Grace was on board. Krista was on board. Stella doesn't didn't care one way or the other. Um, I think Brendan and Keith were a little. We don't want to do this. It was about middle of the afternoon at that point. They just wanted to power on. But the Rocky, International Rockabilly Hall of Fame, the door was locked and you had to ring a bell, which I thought was kind of bizarre. Yeah. But you open the guy opens the door and it was this little old hippie looking dude probably 10 years older maybe early 60s and when you got inside there was an even older man in there and it was it was bizarre they sat us down and he told us a little bit he showed us the blue suede shoes that (laughs) carl perkins had these people actually knew carl perkins wow and they actually knew um i think the older guy had met elvis and it was it was just very interesting. Well, I mean, so I guess if you're if you're in that scene and you're from that area, yes. And I, I had not really rockabilly to me was the Stray Cats yeah. in the eighties, which you know is not original rockabilly, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But um, there was lots of Elvis memorabilia, um, Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, Brenda Lee. Do you know the song um, Johnny Cash sings? Um, Going to Jackson? Yeah. You know? Is that about this? We got married yeah. in a fever. Uh-huh. Hotter than a pepper sprout or something like that? Yes. Supposedly, this is Jackson. what it was. Yes. I love that song. But um, I don't know. It was just really interesting. And it was, when we got all done, he said it was donation only. Yeah. 
Um, but they wanted ten dollars a piece, and the girls all bought. They had T-shirts, and the girls all bought T-shirts. And cool. So yeah, so they're making their money. They're making their little money. I actually, I was interested in that um, when I saw the video, and now that mm-hmm. we're talking about it, that's along. You know all the stops that you went on your road trip. That would have been one of the more interesting ones. It was ones. interesting, and you know, um, August seventh and eighth, they're having the International Rockabilly Musical Festival. Oh, cool! Isn't that interesting? That is. People cool. are coming from all over the world to this. They have an outside stage, and I'll tell you that that part of you know the the country and that part of Tennessee is some good musicians in that oh, area, yeah. and they have a real history there. Uh, but what I was going to say is, you know, if you uh, saw the video, um, and you can check it out on the show notes page when I put up the episode, um, Grace got to play the drums there. She did, and it was a special set of drums that. that was donated by um, some rockabilly person. I don't remember who it was, but they wanted, they asked for one of us to go up there, and Grace was the only one. <laughs> Even willing. <laughs> Even willing to get... They asked Stella, and Stella's like, you know, you know yeah. she gave him that look that what's the same look she always has, but so... It's the happy look. It's the happy it's look. It's the sad look. It's her, just her resting face. It's, it's the face she always has. But no, Grace got up there, and the guy told her, um, gave her some basic instructions, and, you know, she it was fun. It was a nice little touch, nice yeah. little touch to it all. And then we went into another room, and they showed us... They had a room of nothing but Elvis. And it was like, it wasn't the normal things. It was things people had sent them, personal things of theirs, like clippings and magazines and records. Things and, about Elvis or things that Elvis owned or family members that, um, of things Elvis? Things about Elvis, mainly. Okay. Or things, I mean, it was just random, random weird things. So a little shrine to Elvis. Yes. It was just bizarre. And they had a, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis, they gave us a story of him and his 13-year-old cousin and mm. that whole, you know, yeah. whole thing. And they gave us um, uh, the Beatles. Paul McCartney was into rockabilly. Mm-hmm. And they had some stuff where him and Carl Perkins had gotten together. It was just very interesting. The whole thing lasted maybe two hours, but well worth it. I would I would do it again. Yeah. I mean, it was just interesting. and It's definitely, it's definitely a, a stop. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's a clear attraction. It's not like you know, um, largest frying pan on the side of the road. Right. It's something no, this that's is a little an more attraction. structured. This is, and yeah, it was well worth it. I I was so happy that we did this. Yeah. It was just it just made the day for me, and I think everybody else too. I think my brother-in-law even enjoyed it, yeah. even though the beginning, when the guy was he was going a little too much into um, detailed stories about people that we didn't know. Yeah. And it was a little okay, dude. You know, pick up the. And he told us in the beginning, if you want me to skip something or tell me tell me to shut up, I will. So it was very interesting. All right, from there we went um, headed on north, same day, and our destination was Sykeston, Missouri, and that was for the evening. We were our goal for that day was to get to Lambert's. Have you ever eaten at Lambert's? Uh, Lambert's. It's Lambert's. Not, why does that sound familiar? There's three of them. There's one in Sykeston, Missouri. The Ozarks and in Foley, Alabama. Okay. It's the home of the throwed roll. What do those words mean? Okay. <laughs> I don't they, know what that is. It's this huge family owned restaurant. It's been there for years and they make the most amazing rolls, hot, and they come out and they throw them at you. Throwed? I thought you said throat. No, throwed. <laughs> throat throwed. rolls. No, they throw them at you. Into your throat. <laughs> Into your hands or your head or wherever. You know, if you don't get your hand up, you're going to get hit in the head. And um, it's a huge restaurant, and there's usually a line waiting to get in. And it has anything you could want. Um, 
roast beef, steak, meatloaf, mm-hmm. fried chicken, whatever. You pick your main meal. And then they have these things called pass-arounds. And it's just these um, employees walking around with these giant tubs of okra or macaroni and tomatoes, which I thought was a weird combination. <laughs> or d- just walking around, and they and you lay out a little paper towel on your uh, – and they'd put it on the paper towel. No plate? No plate. <laughs> It was bizarre, and then how perfectly civilized! <laughs> it was very civil. Well, there's bread all over the floor because they're throwing bread at everybody, and they come out and they—I don't know if they scream out hot rolls or you're just watching for them. I feel like I've heard about that, like on the Travel Channel, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it has been on the Travel yeah. Channel, and everybody just sticks their hand up and they throw it to you. Aladdin would not be happy. Look at all that bread going. Oh, to I waste. know all that bread, and it's hot bread. The minute it hits your hand, it just kind of melts into your hand. But um, Stella did not raise her hand once. Uh, Grace was a glutton. She was just like, hand up, hand up. She's getting it to go. I'm like, you can't keep gathering all this bread. (laughs) And they don't let you share plates, so you have to – everybody has to have their own entree. Mm -hmm. Or you can just get the sides. Do they give you a plate for your entree? They do. And the the quantities are huge. I got chicken livers there. Mm. And you get to pick whatever side you want in addition to the pass-arounds. And um, I think we walked out of there. It was about 120 bucks. For the, let's see, what was it, six of us? 120? Yeah. That's not bad. And the drinks they bring you, they're bottomless drinks, and they're in like gallon. They're huge. They're absolutely huge. So it was fun. It was fun. We've been there before, but everybody we take with us, we got to go have some. And I did not get hit in the head this time with any (laughs) bread. Last time I got hit in the side of the head with a piece of bread. So (laughs) that was was nice. No bread concussions. No bread concussions on this one. So we stayed at a Holiday Inn right there in Sykeston that night, um, which is right below St. Louis. Our next day, um, that is basically about eight hours from the destination of Biggsville. Mm-hmm. But we had planned in to that next day a stop in Hannibal, which is the home of Mark Twain. Okay. Um, not the home know, of Hannibal. Not the home Lecter. of Hannibal Lecter, no. It's the home of uh, Tom Sawyer and that whole story, the whole okay. You know, on the Mississippi up, River? Growing up on the Mississippi, yeah. yeah. So, and I knew I wanted to do the caves. I had not been through the Mark Twain caves, you know, where him and Becky Thatcher got lost. So that's kind of what Tom Sawyer Island, with the caves on Tom Sawyer yes. Island, that's what that would be based yes. on. Wow. Yeah. And I had done the caves when I was maybe two and did not remember it. I don't remember. I mean, I was told I had gone. But How far away from that is where you grew up? Uh, about four hours. Okay. So it's not bad. It would be a day trip for for right. our family, and that would have been like a weekend vacation or something that we had gone and done this. But the caves, um, it's a little. It was a little more touristy than I remember it. Okay. Um, obviously, they you go in, and I think it was twenty dollars to go into the cave, or thirty five dollars. There's a, a there's another cave nearby called Cameron Caves which is bigger and supposed to be more majestic, and you can do a, both caves. They were both owned by the same com- same family. Okay, so this isn't part of, like, a, like a national landmark or anything well, like that? Well, I think that. it is. I, uh, it's not a national park. It's privately owned. Okay. And um, I think, if I remember correctly, the caves were discovered, and then people would, the locals would take people in for tours for a couple of dollars here and there. And then at some point in the 20th century, it became a... You know, a tourist attraction. Right. 
So um, that was cool. I mean, it was the normal. Have you been in caves before? I have. Okay. So it was the normal. You go in, and they tell you all these different stories and different areas. And um, then, you know, of course, they're going to turn the lights out on you at some point to show you how incredibly dark it is. Mm -hmm. And then they turn the lights back on to show you this is what it would be like if you just had a candle and you were Becky Thatcher lost in the cave, (laughs) you know, or Injun Joe. You know, he went in there, and they showed us where he would have hidden if it, the story was real. Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, the best thing I got out of it was it was nice and cool inside, <laughs> and there was no heat, so it was nice. So um, from there we went downtown Hannibal and did, oh, I said we had lunch at a place called the Brick Oven, which I would recommend to anybody. It's like a Italian, northern Italian Tuscany pizza place, which does not fit into the no. River City on <laughs> But what I liked about it, it was in a very old... All the buildings in Hannibal are old. It seemed like that Brick. from the video. Yeah. And they have um, you know, all the Mark Twain museums and everything. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was up with the creepy Mark Twains in people's windows? Like There were like statues and like maquettes of like, like <laughs> Mark Twain ghosts inside windows and stuff. I don't know. I, I, they were everywhere, though. And everybody... I guess because they're so proud of Mark Twain... They put cardboard cutouts of yeah, them and stuff. It was bizarre. But the the main, after we had lunch, the main place that I loved that is where most of your video came from uh-huh. was Aunt Polly's Treasures. Uh-huh. And that's where all the dolls were. <laughs> it was run by these, this funky couple, and it was all their collection. But it was dolls, it was clothing, it was um, any kind of middle century tchotchke Retro. They had part of it was set off like a diner from the fifties. I mean, it was. You know, they come alive at night. I know they do. I mean, they had. <laughs> there were dolls at every turn, and and they were set up in such a bizarre way that it was kind of creepy. My sister stayed in there about two minutes and left. Did the did the owners were they like they're my babies? Uh, no, they're my babies. they were just like it's our lifelong collection. And then she said, "There's upstairs too," and it was this rickety flight of stairs going up to the second floor, and. It was just like, it was so macabre. It was just so many dolls and full-size mannequins of people. And Yeah. See, now, I, I do not particularly care for, um, you know, like wax museums and wax mm-hmm. figures and stuff like that. Those, those legitimately creep me out. Yeah. You know, dolls, not so much. These particular dolls that I saw in the video... Were disturbing. Yeah, they she were picked, sad. She picked they the most dead. disturbing ones. Yeah, there was one room of nothing but Asian babies. <laughs> Asian. <laughs> it babies? was like, see, they had it all set up in different like, and, but the furniture was Asian themed. Everything and they, it was beautiful antiques. And then they had one. It was like nineteen fifties children. I, I don't know. It was just bizarre, but. I, and they but had, a, a kooky enough place in terms of the other stuff that they have. It's all over the place. Yes, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's not just the dolls. No, no. The dolls were a small part of it. Grace just kind of fixated on <laughs> yes, the she dolls. Did. She was bizarre. And, and as did I. But I bought I bought a beautiful um, green depression glass ashtray in oh. there. It was absolutely beautiful. And I bought a little Mark Twain doll, which I soaked in catnip, and Klaus has it now. <laughs> it's his own little Mark Twain. So... Um, from there, we it was only another four hours to Mom and Dad's in Bigsville. 
So <laughs> from there, you you blessed yourself yes. and you left. <laughs> we did stop. Um, this is bizarre. About um, hour and a half from Hannibal, uh, Leah Zanola lives. You know our. Oh yeah. Was she editor? I, one yeah, she, I know she lives in Illinois. Yeah, so, and that night, which was, um, I think, July 2nd, she was having an ice cream social at her church. And it just happened to be like 10 miles from the path we were taking. I said, well, how can you not go there, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. So we went and had, um, and her and her husband and her family were there. It was, they had live music. It was kind of weird pulling into this ice cream social. Yeah. And um, they had made rights. You know what made rights are? No. Loose meat sandwich. Oh, okay. Okay. Like a sloppy joe kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, homemade desserts and all these amazing homemade ice creams, which we bought extra and packed them in the cooler and took on with us. Can you explain the significance of the, the phrase made right? Made right? I, it's, Why it's a it? name brand. Oh, okay. It's not like a local... It's made col- correctly. I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> made right is a brand because there's diners up there that serve made rights. And it's like it's not particularly like a sloppy Joe, but mm-hmm. it's a loose meat sandwich with seasoning in it. It's really good okay. on a little bun. I just but they call them made rights. Yeah, I don't know. So I grew up with them. made rights. <laughs> made rights. Anyway, so then we went on to Bigsville and stayed six days at the creepy hotel in Bigsville, which I'm not going to elaborate on. It was just time with family, and it was the best time of the whole trip, actually. But you know, it's there were no destinations from there. Yeah, it was just mom's house and the hotel. And lots of home cooking, so that was good. <laughs> when we left Bigsville, um, we had decided we were going to go um, east across Indiana. Okay. Across the whole state of Illinois, because my family lives on the western side of Illinois. Sure. So across the whole state of Illinois, across the whole state of Indiana, through Indianapolis, and then um, kind of veer down into Cincinnati. Awesome. I had never been to Cincinnati before, and you and Craig and everybody was saying, you got to go, Skyline Chili, Skyline mm-hmm. Chili, right? All right, so we get into Cincinnati, and um, we were going to meet some friends there after we'd eaten our chili. But we, we decided, Skyline was everywhere. I didn't realize it was like a chain. Yeah. I just thought it was like one or two locations. We probably passed six or seven of them to get to the one that I wanted, which was downtown Cincinnati. Okay. We pull into downtown Cincinnati, and it was a it was busy. It was a Tuesday, very busy day, lots of people. And I had seen, and I was driving, driving the van. My sister was behind me. My brother-in-law, I have to set the scene for you. My brother-in-law was sitting beside me, and the girls were all in the back in various places. So once we got on this one, we were like, oh, my God, they got a Tiffany's. They've got a Macy. You know, we're going off all yeah. the shopping. And I see this guy running past the van. Like at top speed. He wasn't jogging. He was running. And I'm going, whoa. And all he had on was a pair of shorts and shoes. So I'm going, what's the deal, right? Because he was running through the crowd, right? Yeah. And we get up to this intersection where we had to make a choice of right or left. But before we got there, um, the police, a police car pulled up beside us and pulled right in front of the van. And I realized there were two or three other police cars right there, too. And the car that pulled up in front of us gets out and pulls out his gun. It was a taser, and I knew that right off. I could tell it was a taser. And my sister is screaming at the top of her lungs, get down, get down. (laughs) And I'm going, what, he's going to tase the van, right? (laughs) And she was screaming, get down, get down, get down. And I'm going, you know, it was was freaky. So the guy, 
obviously the cops had cut him off and he run past the van again <laughs> and they're chasing him for whatever reason we don't know but <laughs> jogging people, related crimes jogging related crimes so that was our excitement when we pulled into town well that and then we turned around the corner and my sister went from get down get down get down get down to oh look there's skyline <laughs> so it was just bizarre so we pull in we had to go find a parking spot and we pull in and we go in and they we told them that it was our first time and they each they gave us each this little first time bag with different things mm. I don't know a bib it was just weird and I decided I had to go all out and get the um the chili on the spaghetti yes with the cheese yes and have you had this right yes do you like this I love it I think it adds so much to the chili it's like chili flavored spaghetti mm. but the okay so we're sitting there and my sister had the spaghetti or she's she went with the baked potato with the chili on it and the cheese mm-hmm. The girls had salads. Stella had the, or as Grace called them, salads. Um, Stella had the um, the vegetarian version uh-huh. of the chili. And Keith had the same thing I had. So we get it, and I'm like, and the, the cheese covers everything. Yeah. Right? Um, massive amounts of cheese. So um, we're sitting there, and I see my sister eating hers, and she's, I'm just praying she's not watching this show. Okay. She smells her food before she eats it because she has allergies that could affect her you know like if celery's in it but she's going down get out the EpiPen you know stab her in the neck okay so and I'm eating it and she says and I can see her going like she was trying to figure it out and she said there's something in here and I said yes there is and she says I can't place it I said it's cinnamon and she said it is now why you would put cinnamon in chili it's in there yeah it adds a little little something something yeah i like it do you yeah okay so anyway while i was sitting before we go on can i just uh, a little little personal story for me okay when i was a kid my mom thought she would uh, one time she thought she would spice up the dinner you know so she got some like chili powder that she was going to put in the spaghetti okay well she got the little jars of spices mixed up and she put a whole ton of cinnamon into regular spaghetti, which I feel like it fits better in chili than it does spaghetti yes. sauce. And so we had cinnamon spaghetti. Wow. Actually turned out pretty good. It wasn't good. too bad. No. Huh? no. I've heard of cinnamon chicken, but I've never had yeah. cinnamon. But I don't know. Skyline, it's been there since 1941. It seems to be a local institution. Yeah. Everybody there, the place was packed. And I, what I, the most humorous thing about the story to me was... Um, while I was sitting there, I had took a little picture of this guy on the wall, and it was like the Skyline Chili person, mascot, I don't know, oh, okay. wearing a Cincinnati Reds baseball uniform. Yeah. And I texted it to Craig. It was a Tuesday, because I think it, you guys were recording a show. Uh-huh. And he immediately calls me, bring me cheese, bring me cheese. I'm <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Bring me cheese. So I got like four packs of cheese. And it was like gold coming back in the cooler. Yeah. And it made it back. I think I remember him saying that. I remember that phone call. Yeah. It was, okay, What my sister was like, it's cheese. (laughs) Was there something special about it? I don't know. But anyway, we brought chili back. Special cheese. Special cheese. Um, After we left Skyline Chili, which I'll probably not go back to, it was okay. But I think if I go back to Cincinnati, I would do it again. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's unique because it's, it's unique. on the spaghetti noodles. and It's it's unique. Yeah. I'll give them that. We also were told we needed to try Grater's ice cream. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where we met up with our friends, um, Tim and Leslie and their kids, over in the Hyde Park Square area of Cincinnati, which was a beautiful little old neighborhood. Cool. It was really cool. And we had ice cream, which was good. I I guess it's special too. It's special ice cream. Special ice cream. Been there since 1868 or something. Yeah. So, but it was nice because I like going to places that I can't go to everywhere. Right. You know, I want to see different things. Special. So Cincinnati brought me chili with cinnamon. <laughs> it brought me ice cream, and it brought me street crime, <laughs> <laughs> which. You know, but we, they had rioted in the streets the week, the Fourth of July weekend before. Oh, really? Because there was the baseball thing going on there, and something, oh. something was going on, a little something, something. And yeah, well, they take so, their baseball seriously. They do. Yeah. So, yeah, that was interesting. So from there, same day, we headed south to Kentucky because our reservation that night was at the Shaker Village of Pleasant Hill, and this is an actual old Shaker community um, in Harrodsburg. Kentucky, and it's like 3,000 acres. The community's still there. Do you know anything about Shakers? No. Can you please give a brief explanation? I will give you a brief explanation. Okay. Shakers, um, it's the United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing. It's a religious sect. I believe it started in England in the 18th century. They came over to the United States and set up these little communities, Mm -hmm. and the interesting thing about um, the Shakers, I think, is women and men were treated equally. Mm-hmm. There were women leaders as well as men leaders, and they stayed in separate quarters. Mm-hmm. There, if you came into the Shaker um, community and became part of it, the men went one way and the women went another way. Never again to meet. Even if you get married? No, there was no... Oh, there's no marriage. There, there was nothing. Okay, gotcha. So this is why the Shaker community died out, because the only way to get new Shakers would be to recruit them, okay. because there was no making new Shakers. No fraternizing. No fraternizing. But, you know, while I'm walking around there and I'm thinking, you know behind some of these barns. <laughs> right, Dustin? I know you don't want to go you're, there, but... You're, you're lobbing me a real <laughs> big softball there, you know, and I am not swinging. I'm sorry. There was there had to be... I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> but they were celibate, communal lifestyle. They were pacifists, um, model of equality of sexes, and the communities just all died out. There's one remaining in the United States. One community remaining. In Maine. And I think it has four shakers in it. In, 19, in so what, 2010, it had four shakers left. So what's the significance of going through this particular Well, this particular part. community, it when the last shaker died, and I think it was in the 1920s, mm-hmm. um, it became a regular community for a while. And then I believe it, um, I don't know if the state bought it or what, but they it's all been restored and it is actually like the shakers when they lived there so what's the attraction of going there now it's like it's like a little bit of history the way they live there's it's a it's a working there's farm there's animals there and and it's an actually an inn where you can stay so you can stay in any of the i don't know how many buildings there were i want to say 34 original shaker buildings wow still standing in their original spots 
and they are amazing. They're put together like nothing is put together today. But they don't have like people dressed up there. Or anything well, there's like a that. few people explaining things. Okay. It's not. I, my thought goes to like something like Colonial Williamsburg, where they have people dressed up in old garb. Like, okay, I've never been there, but there were a few people in the buildings explaining and giving yeah. tours and things like that. Um, so you could stay in different aspects of this. In the like, they had. Um, guest rooms in the upstairs of some buildings or the downstairs mm-hmm. um, and they were running $200 a night for the night that we were there we were going to stay one night between two and $300 a night for for each of us but when I called to make the reservation the woman said maybe a better option for you was there is a house on the back of the property which was the bricklayer's house or the tan no it was the tannery and that's where the guy that tanned all the leather lived or whatever mm-hmm. you can rent the whole house for 300 and you did that. And that's what we did. And it was downstairs. And it, this house was built in the 1820s. I mean, it's incredibly old. Downstairs had a dining area, a little kitchenette that they had kind of fabricated. So you could, it had a microwave and a, you know, basic H- hotel amenities. HDTV? Well, it had, t- it had cable <laughs> for three channels. Huh? And then it had a mass, uh, just a general sitting room. And then this precarious staircase leading up to the upstairs, which I, upon closer, my sister and I examined it very closely because there were two guest rooms up there. One of them was kind of in the center and it had a window looking out into the hallway, which led to the other room. Because I think at one point the whole upstairs was one big room and they're trying to get more out of it. So because her bath, she, her and her husband stayed in that room and the girls and I stayed in the other room, which was more original. And our bathroom door was like carved by some man with rude tools because it had holes in it and it was it was just real quaint mm-hmm. and um so it, i'm glad i even had a bathroom but it was nice but we went out at night and um we're out there in the middle of nowhere with a stone fence around the house total silence nice. there was a little pond right there and a um grace investigated a little well house that went into the side of a hill like a spring was coming up out mm-hmm. of it looked like someplace you would keep the bodies <laughs> it was you know it was like a little door coming in the hill and yeah you know but it was a nice quaint evening i mean it was nice quiet um we opted not to have the meal at the main part of the hotel it was very expensive and they had only five or six choices and it very expensive it was 30 to 40 bucks a person which was a little pricey for this trip mm-hmm. for us so we drove into town and got you know kfc and subway and brought it back to the house yeah. and made the children sit around this shaker table and <laughs> eat fast food there you go it was kind of sad next morning we did eat the breakfast buffet it was really good the food was good People were dressed in their little shaker outfits, so we got a little taste of that. And then we toured the village and walked around, and we stayed there till about right after lunch, 1 o'clock. A lot to see, a lot to do, you know. Got the history of the shakers, which is nice and interesting. So, anyway, this is also on this day we were supposed to, I had to get Brenda Keith back to their house, back home. So we started heading south again because they live just north of Atlanta. So we were heading towards, um, we had to go through Tennessee. Okay. And we were going through a part of Tennessee where there was nothing but just... Just road. Road. Hills. Yeah. Small mountains. There wasn't even rest stops. There was nothing. Wow. 
and tempers got a little tight. People were tired of sitting in the van looking yeah. at. I mean, it was beautiful, but you can only take so much of beautiful mm-hmm. before you know you kind of want to get out of the van and get away from these people. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, because we had some reluctant people, Keith, my brother-in-law, who originally we were not going to let him drive, and we decided eight hours into it that he was going to drive. Let we him kept, drive. Let him drive. Keep him happy. Kept kept him happy, and it let us talk and yeah, you know. Or whatever, where we didn't have to work. We just tell him where to go, and he was good. So um, anyway, after we left the Shaker Village, we worked our way down to Atlanta. That must have been a long day. It was a very long day. We got into, Brenda lives in Houston. Houston. Houston, which is... <laughs> Not North, Houston. It's Houston. 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 <laughs> which, um, anyway, so we dropped her off. <laughs> Houston. Houston. Which used to be owned by some celebrity. I can't remember who it was. Who used to be married to Alec Baldwin? <laughs> it was his ex-wife. Anyway, so so anyway, we dropped her off and threw all their crap out of the van. Mm-hmm. And I had a reservation at the Holiday Inn Express, which was like four miles from their house. The Holiday Inn Houston. Houston, yeah. Which is right across from... Uh, anyway, so I'm not going to say where it was. It's in Houston. <laughs> so <laughs> it was pushing 10 o'clock by the time we checked into the hotel. Yeah. And the girls, the two older girls, Stella, I don't include her when I say the girls, right. wanted to go swimming. Well, the pool was fenced in, locked up, and no entry. But I had been with Grace before where she has found entry into these pools. So the no-access pool, they climbed the fence. And I could see them from the window, just to cool off, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they got a little swim out of it. And then uh, next morning, the fun began. I know this is boring you to death. No, I'm okay. No, I'm so okay. We decided we weren't going to go back down to Atlanta and fight traffic. Okay. We, my brother-in-law, suggested that we go over to Athens and then take the Antebellum Trail down towards Macon because we were going to go to Savannah. That's cool. And be home that night. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot going that lot packed into that day. So we ended up. And this was the best. It was just, and I told the girls, this day, there'll be no planned dining. If we want junk food for a meal, we're doing it. Aunt Brenda's not here to stop us <laughs> or to fuss, right? So we went through, what towns did we go through? We went through. Did you go through Athens and Savannah? Well, Savannah was our, we'll get to that. Okay. Athens we bypassed. Okay. Um, we ended up going to, um, where'd we go? Eatonton. Uh, Watkinsville, I think. There is, if you look it up, there's an antebellum trail. And what it is, is all of these old homes were not destroyed during the Civil War. Okay. So they're intact. And it's absolutely, the architecture is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And so we just kind of drove around and looked at these beautiful homes in these little towns heading towards Macon. And um, we stopped Milledgeville. And this is where, okay, so Grace is in the back seat Googling what, what's, she's looking for something haunted. Mm-hmm. So she says, Milledgeville, we're going to Milledgeville. There is an abandoned state mental hospital. <laughs> okay. It's bizarre. Filled with like, dolls. I'm, right? <laughs> she needs help. I'm sorry. Okay. So I'm going, we're, I'm on this because this sounds like it's going to be some beautiful architecture. So we're driving around. 
and we find it. And oh my gosh, I don't know if you saw the video I put on Facebook. It was absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. This abandoned mental hospital, state hospital. Yeah. And we didn't even see it all. And we didn't, you can't go in. You can't go in. They don't have any tours or no, anything. No, no, like it's that. abandoned. There's signs saying do not enter oh. because it's dangerous. The whole top of the, um, the one building is missing, and the sun's coming in, and trees are growing out of it. Oh, so it's like zombie it, apocalypse it's tru- stuff. Yes, it's truly abandoned. But it is. But the grass is cut, so they know people are. And there's a little parking lot, but they just don't want you to go near it. But oh yeah, we were. The girls were, you know, closer than I was. But it was absolutely beautiful. Oh. And to know, and and you could look in the windows, the little mini multi-paned windows, and see, and just imagine what happened in there and see if people are going on road trips obviously they're probably not going to hit every single little stop that you're talking about here because people go in all different directions right but the fact that she was able to just like google while you're on the road to find something interesting and if you have the flexibility and you have the time to do something like that do it it might be worth it because this stuff is all over america you know it is yeah it's not just here and that's that's the beauty of this part of the trip was, like you said, she just Googled it, and she's like, okay, we're going here. Mm-hmm. And then she just put the GP in the GPS, and I, it led me right to it. Wow. And we were just all getting out of the car like giddy children on <laughs> Halloween. It was – which I think we couldn't have done with my sister in the car. Yeah. And her husband, they would have been standing, you know, the sign says don't – okay, well, <laughs> I'm going up to this building and looking at it. So we did that. From there – um, I think we stopped and had lunch at Cracker Barrel or, I don't know, just some quick meal. Yeah. And we headed on to Savannah, where Grace found the most haunted place in Savannah. And I'm going to read you what this place. It was a brewery. You'll, you like that Okay, part, I appreciate it you so far. You on board with that? Yeah. Okay. I don't like that it's abandoned. I'd prefer that it Oh, it's not it. abandoned. Oh, okay. It's just haunted. Okay, so it is called Moon River Brewery, and it's downtown Savannah. We immediately Savannah is beautiful in itself. Mm-hmm. The squares. I mean, we drove around looking all that. We did some shopping, and this is where I had my one and all alcoholic beverage on the trip. Wow! I had um, a beer called Yoga Pants. It was good. But anyway, so this is located in one of Savannah's oldest and most haunted buildings. The Moon River Brewery started pouring pints in 1999. Originally built. In 1821, wow. it was a hotel. But after, during the spring of 1832, lots of violence happened. But the paranormal activity is what I think is exciting. Since opening, the staff and customers of Moon River Brewery have encountered many unexplained and sometimes violent occurrences. Accounts include bottles being thrown by unseen forces, people being touched, pushed, and slapped by invisible spirits. <laughs> slapped. <laughs> Happy slapped by a spirit. (laughs) One prominent ghost figure is Toby, who lurks in the bar's billiard room where he has been known to push patrons and staff. A glowing white apparition has reportedly been seen on the restaurant's upper floors and is believed to be the spirit of a hotel worker who died there in the late 1800s. In 1990s, during an attempt to renovate the building's third floor, the foreman's wife was violently pushed down the staircase. Locals say he gave his resignation on the spot, and to this day, the upper floor remains in decay. They never went back to the third floor. So the girls, so we go in, get my beer, we get some appetizers, the girls are drinking lemonade, and... We're all okay. No one's saying anything about. It. We got to ask. So th- we asked the waitress. She said, "You can go in the basement if you want. She can't go upstairs." So the girls, I'm sitting there, you know, 
drinking my beer slow as I can because I'm a slow drinker. And the girls went down and checked it all out and took pictures and stuff. Nothing happened. Nobody was slapped or pushed. Yeah. But it was just the thought that it, it's an old building. And it was it's eerie and you know that's cool. It was and, cool. And what a what a cool thing for that brewery to have that history. Yes. You know? Other than the fact that, you know, people are getting slapped by ghosts. But you know. I thought it was fun. I thought yeah, it was that's cool. Neat. It was a nice little stop. So from Savannah we headed back to Orlando. Um, we came through Jacksonville, stopped for junk, munchies, I ninety five. Yeah. You know? Before we left Georgia we did stop at a roadside stand and got you know. Vidalia onions mm-hmm. and Georgia peaches and whatever. I got some peach wine and some other yeah. things that supposedly you can't get here that every tourist stops and gets. <laughs> but um, it was fun. It was a nice little, well worth it, I think. Yeah. I think if my husband had gone, it would not have been the same trip. Okay. It would have been a shorter trip and it would have been, I mean, I love him to death, but it wouldn't have been as much. Just fun. not up for as many stops. No. He's just not a road trip guy, yeah. and we know that. So, but it was worth it. It was fun, and I'm glad. I'm glad we went, and I'm, all the different things we saw along the way were definitely worth it. Memories, memories, yeah. So, I guess with that, um, cool. I'm done. Next week, uh, what are we talking about next week? Oh, you know what we're doing next week, Dustin? Which one? Come on, I know monster trucks. We are going to take a monster truck ride through the orange groves. In yeah. Florida. And I'm very happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to talk Pete into going. No, it, no I think it'll be fun. It sounds fun. It's, it's just been not... there for a long time. Yeah. And I th- I mean, it's not. I'm not an outdoor girl. Yeah. So this is stepping out of my box, too. Yeah. But I think it's, it's classic Florida. Okay. And we need to find out what's going on. All right. So with that, trip out.